You are listening to Jesus is Better, a podcast series presented by Church on Mill, where we discover in a momentary trial the eternal truth that Jesus is better. Hi, Church on Mill. Thanks for listening to another Jesus is Better, the podcast. I'm excited to tell you today we've got a new guest. We have Stephen Shelton. Hi, Stephen. Hey, Chuck. How are you? I'm doing well. All the better now because you're here. <laughs> I don't think I've seen you in person since March. Have I? Um, maybe briefly and just while well, I had to do a couple things in the office. Oh, that's not, right. Yep. But not for any kind of extended conversation yeah. or catching up. So, yeah. no, this is... I'm actually excited because I get to see two church members in person, which has been really nice. Well, it's really kind of you to come down. And I know that you um, are being extra cautious due to uh, a family member that mm-hmm. you live with and certainly respect that and know that that's a, a wise decision given the situation that we're in. So Thank thanks you. for your willingness to come and do this, though. Um, we, Before we jump into our topic, I wonder if you would tell people a little bit about who you are in case there's somebody listening that's not familiar with the Stephen Shelton. <laughs> so um, I I guess I've been at Church on Mill. It's kind of funny. Uh, this fall, it'll be 10 years since I... Wow, I've, dude, you're getting old. Man, I know. I, I'm turning 29 in a couple days, and that's, you know, I. that's just really, yeah. That it's I couldn't, I don't know, just something to think about. <laughs> I've been thinking about that this week. Is, and what and have then, you been thinking about it, actually? So, I don't know. It's just... Uh, you know, I saw a picture of I saw a picture of my ninth birthday, mm. and just thinking that was twenty years ago. Wow. Um, but yeah, um, I started coming to Church on Mill when I went to ASU, so I started coming here as a freshman and yeah. have been a member ever since. Um, where I really where I serve in the church, um, I'm currently serving as the the deacon of the financials. Okay. So I help uh, lead the team that that counts the offering, and then. Soon, um, Lord willing, I'm going to be transitioning to helping out with the, some of the benevolence work. Awesome. So awesome. that's kind of who I am and kind of what I uh, do here at Church on Mill. Yeah, thanks. Um, you, like like so many who are part of the body, came during college and then, then have stuck. And so we're so grateful for the, the ministry that we're able to have and the way um, people who start as, as students give so much to the life and vibrancy of the church. So you're you're but one of many examples of that. Met your met your wife at Church on Mill? Yeah, so I'm Chelsea. We met actually in the college group. You know, she was here a year before me, so she's actually been here since 2009. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, met Chelsea here, and then um, for a while we were both living here in Tempe, and then um, hopefully uh, soon we'll be back in the in the East Valley. Okay, great. Well, that's a good transition. Let's uh, let's jump in. We wanted to think together, everybody, today around issues related to money and finances. Um, so before we started, Stephen was dancing around, yelling, "Money, money, money, money!" <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. Um, but I want to think about that really important area of our our development and discipleship and growth. So, uh, Stephen, you mentioned potentially wanting to move back here well, what do you mean where, where do you live now so uh, currently my my parents own a home in, up in the north valley okay. and they have uh, i guess what i guess what some people will call a mother-in-law suite which is kind of it, it's it, to think about it it's basically kind of a hotel suite with a little kitchenette living room area and then a single bedroom and my parents were actually gracious enough 
to let Chelsea and I live there um, for a season, and we've been there since two thousand, since uh, November of two thousand eighteen. Okay. In order for us to uh, focus on paying down our student loans. Hmm. Wow. So, uh, were you? Did you get married and move in with them immediately? No. Okay. So we we actually we've been married. Chelsea and I we've been married since um, March of two thousand fourteen. Or excuse me. Uh, October 2014. You're busted, dude. Yep. <laughs> She's going to hear that. And it's it's going to be dog shit. <laughs> so, yeah. So, no. We were we were married a few years um, before. And then um, my, when my parents um, bought that home in the North Valley, um, they kind of knew that, you know, we were working on paying off some student loan debt. Yeah. And they offered to allow us to um, move in into their um, guest suite and for rent-free so we could... Um, really focus on paying down our, our student loans. All right. So you reached a point where that, what would feel like to most people, I think, a very drastic step, moving 30, 40 minutes away and uh, moving in with your parents uh, might feel like a, you know, a dramatic thing for some, somebody to do. Um, brother, how did you guys get in a situation where you felt like, uh, we have so much debt that that's the step we got to take. You know, really, it really kind of came down to our graduate work. Um, so Chelsea and I, we, we both graduated we, we, with our undergrad work. We, we really didn't have a lot of student loan debt. Um, okay. Kind of, I was blessed to be able to live at home while I was in college. So that really helped with that. Mm-hmm. And the last two years, um, Chelsea was an RA. So, you know, covered housing at school. But it was... After we finished our our undergrad our undergrad degrees, um, we both pursued our masters, and and that really, the tuition and especially my program with the MBA, there's a there's a lot of additional fees okay. charged by the business school, so that really kind of led to, the um, I would say large amount of student loan debt that kind of came as a result of that. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Well. Lots of people listening to this are in the same boat um, and are trying to think through through the same uh, issues. Did you guys take other steps as well? Yeah, so I th- even before that, um, something that what we did is we, we really tried to put together a budget and really make paying down debt a priority. Um, we wanted to, you know, make sure that we were continuing to give, and but I think we really were trying to throw... A lot of the extra money at paying off the debt. Awesome. And one of the and one of the practical steps that we've taken before we took this step of moving in with my folks and and, and we've continued to do it is we've we kind of listed out our student loans and we focused on paying one loan at a time, hmm. which is something we found to be really helpful in in really being able to actually pay down the balance. Interesting. Why Why do you think that was helpful? So kind of a, and this is kind of a, a fact about student loans is that the interest accrues daily. So every day you go without paying on the loan, it will, you get charged interest every day. So focusing on one loan and, and making maybe, you know, two payments a month to kind of follow our paychecks, we're able to really cut down on not what number one on the amount of interest paid in total, and number two, we're able to really focus on paying down that principal, which makes you know have less interest charge, 
during the time you're working on paying it off. Got it. So that that's something that we found to be really helpful is to focus on obviously you have to make your honor your minimum payments on your other loans but taking one and and really focusing on paying that until it gets down to zero. Okay. Yeah, interesting, helpful. Um you have some uh background in terms of finance, so um not only as, you know, of a fellow follower of Christ who's reading the scriptures, you also have some awareness of how these things work. Yeah, um, maybe maybe a slightly different way of of thinking about this is uh, so you guys have taken these steps, you're working at it, and do you feel encouraged? I think so. Um, this is something to to really be honest, something I've really struggled with, hmm. and I think. It's been encouraging on one hand to really see some of the actual principal balance go down. Yep. But I also think that where I, where I in particular, I think I've struggled is even before I started my graduate work, I kind of had I my undergrad degree is in economics, obviously with finance classes yeah. and things like that. And, and, I, and I really felt like I maybe should have known better mm. in... in like the like my MBA program was a lot more expensive than I think I really realized it was going mm. to be. So I I think on one hand I've really been encouraged to see some of the the progress, but I think I've I've really struggled in I guess feeling duped for mm. for lack of a for lack of a better word. Yeah. And so I think to I think I've seen encouragement, but also had to really pray through and, and consider some from some discouragement. Mm. So uh, thanks for your transparency. Really helpful. Uh, brother, how I imagine there's people listening who feel the same way. Um, what are you, how are you processing that? Um, I'd say on a couple hands, I would say that. How many do you have? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I just have to say that Chelsea, I think, has been a really wonderful influence in my life. Mm-hmm. I think. I think I'm more... I'm more tempted to be caught up in the numbers and to think like, oh, we, you know, we're, you know, we're accumulating this amount of interest every day. And and I think Chelsea has really helped me see the bigger picture and and see, you know, to really see, you know, you know, look at it and, and really look at the progress and really, and to really consider more matters of the heart and not just the raw numbers because i think sometimes that's my temptation is to to really just focus on the raw numbers and not and not the heart of the matter Hmm. Hmm. so what what do you think the part of the matter is if we get down in there and poke around turn on the flashlight (laughs) i think for me it's it's battling pride Hmm. like i said i think i think because i had some finance background before you know, I went and did my MBA program. I think sometimes I think to myself, you know, I shouldn't have been duped or I shouldn't have been, I should have been more aware of how expensive this was going to be. Right. And I think, I think oftentimes I have to consider that, you know, I can't just be doing this on my own. Like Mm -hmm. I have to look to the scriptures and I have to look to wise counsel and not just think to myself, oh, because I'm, you know, maybe have some practical training in this, then that somehow means that I, I don't need help or I don't need counsel. And yeah, so I, I would say that it's definitely been a, 
a learning process. And, I, and I, the other thing I would say is when it comes to these student loans is I think it's really helped me have a much better perspective on on lifestyle. And, and I think because we've had to really tamp down our lifestyle to pay off these student loans, in some ways I think that's going to really help us in the future not feel like, oh, we need to go out and buy a new car. Yeah, oh, we need good. to go out and have, you know, max out on the highest mortgage we right. can qualify for. Right. So, yeah. I think there's definitely been some lessons, you know, while we've kind of worked the slog of paying down these student loans. Praise God for that. I think there's a lot of wisdom in what you're saying. Um, If we, if we take a step back, um, so you, you guys are uh, young and both in full-time jobs and now you've got uh, master's degrees. Uh, Seems like, you know, if you take the quote-unquote American dream you're you're starting to live it uh (laughs) why is paying down the debt even a question at all I mean can't you just keep paying on it and up your standard of life and go on with things like getting whatever you want you know that's an interesting question because I think you know especially with programs out there that really allow especially on on federal student loans that allow you to pay the very minimum uh, i think for me part of it honestly it's it's the numbers because i think if we were just to go about making minimum payments we i think that we kind of realize that in the long run we're going to pay a lot more uh-huh. and i think that the other side of it is is if we can really work on knocking these out and having less that we have to pay per month and less that we have to pay overall, you know, that really allows us to have a lot more, I guess, breathing room is what Mm -hmm. I like to call it Mm -hmm. in, in in being able to give, being able to, you know, to save long-term. So I would hope that, you know, as we have made progress in, in, in being able to knock out some student loans that, you know, we, we don't apply it a hundred percent on lifestyle. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Um, it's so easy to do that, that lifestyle creep, uh, you know, get a little bit more money and before you know it, it, it's gone. Man, that's so easy to slip into. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Do you think, um, brother, as a, as a fellow Christian and in particular as a, a deacon who gives himself to trying to help in these areas of our shared life together as a church family, what, is, what does God say about some of these issues? Um, I would say that I don't know of any explicit command in scripture against debt. Okay. I would say that from, from what I can understand that just about all the time it's referenced in scripture, it's referenced as a negative. And, and I, and something that I was thinking about is, as I was, you know, kind of preparing it to, to do the podcast is that something that came to mind was that ver- was in Hebrews when it talks about, you know, be content with what you have. Mm. And I think that it's easy. Ex- I think that when it comes to issues of debt and especially, you know, things like perhaps credit cards or things like that, I think it's very easy to maybe see that as a tool to get things that are, that you really want. And I, and I think that you know, obviously, you know, that there's certain situations where, you know, debt happens and, and it's not necessarily out of 
you know, lifestyle creep sure, or, or sure, sure. but I, but I also think that, you know, I think scripture kind of commands us to be content. And I think that that's something that I think about when it comes to, you know, these areas of, of, of debt and, and how we approach that. Hmm. Interesting. Um, have those been difficult decisions to reach for you? Um, I think so. Like, if I could kind of share something personal, um, early on in our marriage, we bought a brand new car mm. and we realized about a couple, a few months after we bought that, that we gotten ourselves way in over our heads and this yeah, was not a Porsche. This was, was a not bit much. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and you know, we, and we had to realize that, you know, that wasn't a good idea. And so I think, and we wound up selling the car and, you know, and we were able to do that without, without too much of a loss, okay. but you know, that's something that I, we real you know, I really had to think about and we really had to think about even from very early in our marriage of, you know, really being content and, re- and realizing that it's okay at 23 if you don't go buy a brand new car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there, there, there should be certainly among us uh, who have been rescued out of sin, a, uh, a joy that is hopefully growing, expanding, such that um, the allure of more and more and more stuff isn't what compels us all the time. And uh, you're, you're, seems to me you're on the right track in thinking that there's not, we're not um, explicitly commanded to not have debt. Um, and yet, uh, certainly at the consumer debt level, it's, it's a lot of times it's because of a lack of contentment. Yeah. But if you compare that to a house, for example, uh, most of us would never buy a house uh-huh. if you had to pay cash for it. So maybe there's some difference in consumer debt versus appreciating items that people can think through and, and chew on and develop their own convictions about, of course. Um, do you feel um, particularly convicted uh, to take any of the steps you took, or did it just seem like, uh, yeah, practically this makes sense? Um, <clears throat> I think there was definitely a practical aspect. Um, something that we both thought through as we were considering whether we wanted to move from where we were living in Tempe to the North Valley is obviously when you're married and, and you're living in the same house as your parents that can that can raise all kinds of issues yeah, that's weird dude <laughs> so <laughs> fortunately in our situation like where we live is separated from the rest of the house but it's still it reminds me kind of a college you know we have to share a kitchen area we're you know got to go you know haul your laundry over there yeah. but you know something that that we really thought through was you know the idea in genesis is that you know to leave mom and dad to cleave to one another and so we really wanted to make sure that we were still, you know, in a way that was operating biblically as kind of separate from mom and dad. Yeah. The other thing that we really thought through is, you know, making sure that we were committed to being involved in the life of the church. Hmm. Because obviously being, I think from, I think it's about 25, 30 miles from, from the church property. Hmm. You know, that's something that we really had to think through about, you know, how are we going to make sure that we're still 
being involved in the life of the church. And, yeah. and I think before COVID, I think, you know, we were blessed at, you know, we, we to have good cars. So it, it really, it, it just took a little more planning and timing to, you know, mm-hmm. to get here on time mm-hmm. and maybe Wednesday nights we'd get home a little late, mm-hmm. but you know, with, um, in particular, my, my dad being among the vulnerable population, mm-hmm. we've really felt as a, as a conscience, you know, conviction to be, you know, to refrain from the gathering. So I think that, I think that's probably been the most difficult part mm. as, and obviously something that we could not have anticipated sure. back in 2018, totally. you know, when, when this started. Yeah, totally, totally. Uh, and, you know, that's probably um, a great witness to him and care for him. So totally understandable, brother. Um, at least in uh, in COVID, you were able to drive down here for this faster than you would have been. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that... Yeah, so there there was you know a lot of practical for it in terms of your decision making and and also the the, the spiritual realities of, of seeking to be um, content. Um, what would you say to folks who um, want to pay down debt they have, but they struggle to see the availability of some of the steps, particularly the living situation that you guys have made? Would you have any counsel for them? I would say something that I've thought about with that is if 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 you're in a situation where you really want to start paying down debt but maybe don't see hardly or if any excess income at the end of the month to throw towards it. Yeah. The I guess the first thing I would really start with is from a practical standpoint is I would say take a month and just track all of your expenses interesting i would before especially if if maybe 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 you haven't started a budget yet or haven't really done that before i wouldn't even necessarily worry about doing a budget at first and especially now with a lot of stores wanting people to pay with debit cards or credit cards take a month and really see where where your money goes okay i think that you know, I have certainly been shocked in months to see how much gone went to restaurants or eating out, and and so I would say maybe start on that side. And I think the other thing I would do is the other thing I would that I would suggest is maybe once you kind of have a, an idea of where where things are going, yep. Maybe look and see areas that could be trimmed. Okay. And. And I know that this might be kind of a scary pros- prospect, but I would say that it, when you start your budget, uh, I would say if you, it, you know, if you're a couple, I would even suggest sitting down with another couple you trust, or if you're single, sitting down with another brother or sister, yep. and going over that with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about before, the idea of of being content, and I think that. Having someone else look, look, take a look at the books mm-hmm. in a sense, mm-hmm. I think is a really good heart check. Totally. Like something that we did um, at the beginning of the year, we sat down with another couple and had them really, in particular, scrutinize our, like what we were spending on entertainment. Hmm. Be, and really making, kind of having a heart check of seeing, you know, really maybe especially some of those discretionary categories 
so and then the other thing I would suggest is you know don't be afraid to reach out for help Hmm. even if it I know that money is one of those things where it's not comfortable to talk about it right and so I would say that 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 would kind of be something that I would steps that I think could be helpful to you know to really get an idea of on a monthly basis of where your money goes and then from that you know put together a budget and then and then really I would say you know sitting down with another couple or another brother or sister to, to kind of look over it okay. with you okay those are very practical and and super helpful steps uh, so uh, those are, are great thank you for outlining those so clearly to us um, once somebody's done those things uh how do how do we think about um on the one hand everything not just things that we think of as overtly spiritual but but everything uh there's a way to enjoy a a meal that is glorifying and honoring to god and that rounds itself up into praise uh there's a way to enjoy anything that's not sinful like that. How do we balance um, not being so consumed with paying down debt or uh, using every penny in such a way that, you know, it feels like it's overtly magnifying God in a sacrificial way and enjoying some of the good things that he does provide in life? How have you thought through that issue? You know, something that kind of a kind of an example that we've had in our life and, and something that I that Chelsea has brought up and what I would say one one example we've thought through and, and this might have been more before COVID but we were less concerned with eating out expenses if we were enjoying that perhaps with another brother or sister interesting or somebody that maybe we were trying to invest in yeah. or share the gospel with yeah. I would say too that if if you're if someone's listening that's i think tempted like i am to be more to be just overwhelmed with with maybe the debt or a sense of failure around that i would say that you know it and i i think about in scripture how oftentimes debt is used as an analogy for sin mm-hmm. and thinking through that christ is taking care of the ultimate debt that right. that we have yeah so I think there is a freedom in Christ, and I think there is a freedom to really balance, like you were saying, you know, it's not a sin to have a meal out. It's not a sin to enjoy a vacation with, yep. with your family or with brothers and sisters. So I, I think that, like you said, I think it is a balancing act. And and then the other the other kind of side I would I would think about this too is timing. You know, there there might be a, there might be some folks listening that are thinking, you know, maybe for a year or two years, I might really, or a few months, I might really hunker down and okay. and really focus on paying off debt. You know, something that we're thinking through is is you know we've we're making we've made the decision to, in the next month or so, move back to the East Valley. Oh, really? Because we've really felt like in our current situation we're really not able to participate fully in the life of the church Hmm. and so we're in a sense willing to trade off making less progress on paying off 
off student loans mm. and I in a sense you know paying for you know having an apartment that's closer to church mm. so and, and we've kind of reached that decision you know I would say with COVID and with the idea that you know we've really been focused on this for two years and, and maybe now it's time to you know let the foot off the gas a little bit yeah so I think that's a way that you can balance it if, you know, if there's going to be a, a time of focus and then maybe, you know, you get to a certain level or it's, you know, maybe I'm going to take a season and maybe enjoy vacation and then go back to. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I would say I would say those things huh. kind of like what you I think what you brought up was helpful of, you know, anything that's not sin is something that can be enjoyed with praise with you know, stirring up affection and praise for the Lord. Yeah. And also I think about it too of hunkering down for a season and then maybe, you know, relaxing on that a bit, which is something that I think we're, we're Lord willing looking to do um, next month. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, really kind of fascinating to hear the conclusions are reaching and the thought process getting you there. And it's instructive to us as, as we all try to think through living in a way that honors the Lord with these issues. Um, and certainly by relaxing, you don't mean go max out the MasterCard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, but, go, go ahead. Yeah, but, but um, enjoying some things that mm. you haven't been. Yeah, makes total sense. Um, and for, for a lot of us, uh, we've ended up in... Uh, some significant amount of debt before we even knew what debt was and what it would mean for our futures. And so, yeah, this is a, a very significant issue right now for people in the whole realm of trying to glorify God and live out a transformed life and disciple one another. And uh, this Tempe isn't a cheap place to live. Um, and the church is not in a cheap place to have a church. And uh, trying to minister to the community that we're in is is not not uh, cheap. These are, you know, this is one of the more expensive places certainly in the valley to live and to do work. So people, there's a lot of people in the church that could live further out and have more uh, discretionary income or or pay down more debt. So they're all trying to grapple kind of with these issues. So you're you're right in that we would do we would probably serve each other well to be more open and transparent and try to walk with each other more. Do you think, uh, Stephen, that just as someone could have a lack of contentment and, and some idolatry related to having um, buying too much stuff, do you think it's possible that the corollary, if we flip the coin over, could also happen in that someone really idolize uh, being like consumed with every, uh, every nickel? Um, going toward the exact right thing. Do you, 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 have, you, have you ever seen that? Yes, I, I think like, you know, it's kind of, it, it's interesting you bring that up because I think, I know for me personally, there can be a temptation to be overly focused on, well, hey, we paid, you know, we're, we've paid down this amount of debt or we're getting to this level. And, you know, I, I definitely think that there can be too much of a, you know, I feel good and justified if I can hit my my debt payoff level this month, and then okay. I feel guilty or I feel upset if I don't hit it. Mm. So I I definitely think that there can be, um, there can be a, a um, an an 
over focus on on paying down debt and especially and I think the other thing beside that is to consider why. Okay. Why do you want to pay off the debt? Okay. Cuz I think I think personally in my life it I have struggled to not see it in a sense of I feel like this is my punishment because I was foolish and not really understanding the cost of of particularly my MBA program. Gosh. So I think I've struggled with the idea of of not seeing that I'm free in Christ and and this might be a wise step. So I can definitely see how there can be a temptation to um what I might say is justification by paying down the principal. Mm. So I can definitely see how that could be a, how that could be a temptation. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. There are multiple places to fall off the rails here it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh thank God that the scriptures are so abundantly prolific in their addressing materialism and finances. And I mean, Jesus said a massive amount about this. Maybe uh, among them, the the most helpful is uh, you can't serve God and money. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? I would say I would hope that what my fellow church members would, would walk away with is is maybe a few practical steps and in, in kind of addressing maybe some of these issues. Yeah. And then kind of like you said, how, you know, we want to find our contentment in Christ and that, you know, God has given us good things to enjoy that that might lead to enjoying and praising him. Yeah. Amen. Excellent word. Thank you so much, brother. Thanks, Chuck. for listening to this episode of Jesus is Better. For more info, visit us at www.churchonmill.org. That's churchonmill.org.